Hey everyone, welcome back to the Music Marketing Monday podcast. My name is Andrew Southworth, and today we're going to be talking about mistakes that artists make with their ad campaigns. Now, if you haven't joined the newsletter yet, go to musicmarketingmonday.com or click the link in the show notes to join over 9,000 other artists, managers, label owners, etc., getting actionable music marketing by center their inbox every single Monday. Now, I'm recording this uh, from my home, as always. However, uh, we lost our heat, and we're in Massachusetts, so it is freezing as hell, and I'm turning off the heater the space heater that I have at my home studio just to record this so that it doesn't sound horrible with the, you know, a, a gurgling uh, or whatever the sound is uh, if a heater makes <laughs> running behind me. So um, yeah, anyways, that's what I'm dealing with right now. But we're talking about mistakes that artists make with their ad campaigns. They're some of the most common mistakes because I talked to a lot of artists and I have talked with a lot of artists uh, over time, like at least, at least a couple thousand individual uh, artists that I've talked to and I see the same things kind of coming up over and over again. And so I want to reiterate these things that I see people doing so that you can avoid doing these things. And then that way, hopefully focus on problems that are uh, less known, right? Because if you can avoid the most common problems, uh, now you can focus on problems that are maybe more complicated instead of worrying about these slightly more silly problems that we're talking about today. So anyways, the first thing is not doing enough testing. That's the first mistake that artists make with their ad campaigns. They're not doing enough or any testing. And what I mean by that is uh, I've seen so many artists over the years and recently that they have one campaign with one audience and or also known as one ad set and one ad, right? And I'm, I'm mostly going to be talking about meta or Facebook ads in this video just because that's where I run ads the most right now. But really the same thing applies for... Uh, a lot of other ad platforms, but you know, not doing any testing, having one video that you're testing, one part of the song, one audience, and that's it. And then wondering why your campaign does badly. Uh, you, the only thing that I can kind of confidently 100% say that I know about marketing in general is that you never know what's going to work. <laughs> that's probably one of the only ultimate truths I can share with you. You, there's no way for you to ever know what's going to work good or bad ahead of time. So what do you do? You hedge your bets. You create a campaign that has multiple parameters in a way that one of the options that you've selected has a high probability of doing well because you have no way of knowing. So that's the name of the game, not doing any testing. Make sure you're trying multiple ads, multiple videos, different parts of the song, different types of videos, different types of audiences. It doesn't mean you have to have like a million, right? A great starting point is having three different ads that are all just different parts of the same song from the same video and then uh, three different audiences that you're testing with maybe three different artists or three different groups of artists or three different um, genre matches that might more make sense for you so that's the first one not doing any testing the second one is tinkering too much so uh, some people don't tinker with their campaigns enough. They basically launch them and then they never touch them when there was a lot more testing that could have been done to get a lower price. But there's a kind of another personality trait, which honestly, I probably fall, fell more victim to this in the past. Um, but this is kind of the opposite extreme, basically just going way overboard with it. And now I'm not really talking about testing too many things at a time, too many ad sets, too many ads. That is also a problem here. I'm talking about tinkering with your campaign too often. Meaning like I've seen people launch a campaign and if it's not doing well within 
12 hours, they're turning it off and cloning it and making a new one. And, you know, they'll give their campaigns maybe a day. They're adding in new audiences every single day. They're editing something every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. And you just can't do that. These ad platforms don't learn that fast, um, at least not at the budgets that most people are going to be spending. Uh, and even if you're spending more, there's other problems that come up along the way. So most my, my kind of broad recommendation is when you launch a campaign, let it run for two to three days without touching it before you change anything. Um, especially if you're a new advertiser. I would say more three days if you're a new advertiser. If you've been doing this for a while, I recommend not touching it for at least 48 hours. But still, sometimes I will wait you know, upwards of three days before tinkering because I want to make sure that I have enough data, at least for those first few days. Now, once you get past those two to three days, then I, if I change something, I'll wait another two days before I tinker with more stuff. And there's exceptions, and I break my own rules all the time, but you don't want to be touching these things every day. It's just resetting the learning. It's confusing the Facebook algorithm. I don't know how to optimize it. It never goes well. The third thing that a lot of artists make mistakes on when it comes to ads is letting their emotions get in the way. And in particular, this comes down to what song you're actually promoting. Um, artists often believe that the current thing that they're working on is their best work yet. At least that's how I've always felt as an artist. Um, and honestly, even, <laughs> even non-music artists feel the same way. The newest product at a company is always the best product ever. The newest ad in an ad agency is the best ad ever, right? It's, it's, it's a thing that humans have, right? And you kind of, it's fine to have the mentality, but you have to let your emotions kind of go to the side when you're talking about marketing. Because you, every song's going to perform differently. And some songs are just going to do worse. There's no getting around that. That's just kind of a fact of life. Some songs will do bad. Other songs will do great. And you can do a lot to change the cost or or the the how good a campaign is, right? Testing more audiences, testing more ads, not tinkering with your campaigns that much, um, having great music and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, some songs are just going to do bad. And um, you have to separate your emotions behind a song that you created and poured your heart into and the marketing that's that all the data is telling you that, hey, this isn't working. And that can be hard for a lot of people, but that is a mistake. And that can lead, you know, that itself isn't a mistake. You're obviously going to be hurt. You can't control your feelings, but you control how you act on them, right? So if you notice that you're getting, you're taking it personally when things don't do well, um, do you let that feeling push over into actions you're taking in the campaign? Are you maybe, um, well, actually, this kind of flows into the next topic. Number four, spending the same budget on every song. And this is really related to the letting the emotions getting in the way. But, um, you know, are you letting those emotions um, basically continuing to push that same song when otherwise maybe you should have given up on it and saved some money and waited until you had a new song, right? You, you shouldn't, you, you, it's very rare that you should spend the same budget in every song you're releasing. When a song is doing better, it makes sense to spend more money. When a song is doing worse, it makes sense to spend less money. At the end of the day, you just want people to know your music, right? It doesn't matter what song they come in. If they come in on any one of your catalog songs and it gets them to fall in love with you and listen to your whole catalog, you don't care what that song is. And most of the time, right? If you're doing multiple styles, maybe it does to a degree, but 
there's, you know, if, if you said that your budget's $500 per song, you might have some songs that do badly that you only spend $200 in, and then other songs that do great that you spend 1000 in. So you're saving money on the bad performing ones so that you can spend more on the good performing ones. And that's where you can't let your emotions get in the way and prevent you from doing that because you love that new song so much, you think it's your best song ever, and you're going to spend so much money on it no matter what the results are telling you. Number five is not using a conversion objective. And this basically comes back to the whole traffic versus conversion campaign thing that I've talked about to, to oblivion on my YouTube channel over the years. Um, a lot of artists will try to be smart and they'll think, okay, Andrew, you're using a conversion campaign. You're sending people to a landing page, which is great. But what if I could just send people directly to Spotify using a traffic objective? Surely that'll do better because they don't have to go to this landing page. They don't have to click again. You're sending them straight to the platform. It makes sense, right? Unfortunately, it just doesn't work. <laughs> um, so people try it with good intentions. Like the, the logic makes total sense, uh, but it just plainly doesn't work. And there's a few reasons for that. One, bots can click on links on Facebook and Instagram. Bots can click on stuff. They generally, however, can't interact with a landing page. So the conversion landing page essentially acts as a filter to prevent the bots from clicking on your ad and Facebook counting them as a result. Also, if people accidentally click on a link click campaign, Facebook counts that, but on a conversion campaign, they don't because they did, they're probably not gonna accidentally click twice, right? <laughs> and then also uh, click farms, in addition to bots, click farms kind of go hand in hand, but it's the same kind of deal with that. Um, and then, where's the last one? Um, people that just aren't that interested. Like if someone's not willing to click on your ad and then land in a page and then click a second time, do you really want them on your Spotify or Apple or whatever, right? Are they, are they ever going to listen to any of your songs if they're not willing to click a second time, right? It's, it's such a small action that it's, it, it, and I think, honestly, it's part of the, the reason why the engagement rates are so high from ad campaigns. The save rates are very often greater than 50% when it's 100% just ads at the beginning. And the follow rates are pretty good. And the playlist ad rates are pretty good. It's better. It's often better than organic. It's definitely better than playlisting or editorial playlisting or algorithmic playlist. I think it's because you're, we're making people jump through a couple hoops. They not only have to leave Facebook and Instagram, but they have to click twice to do it. Um, but you have quality because of that. So keep that in mind. Um, I don't remember what I was, where I, what originally took me to this point. I believe it was talking about the whole conversion objective thing. Um, but, you know, if people aren't willing to click a second time, probably don't want them. And a lot of the time, the click-through rates in these landing pages are so good that the amount of people that you'd be saving by skipping the page just would be insignificant in terms of the cost. So, that's it for this week. Um, <laughs> I did have some new content recently, and it was How Much Does Spotify Pay Music Artists, which is a YouTube video that I'll link uh, in the show notes if you wanted to read the blog version of or the newsletter version of today's um, post. Um, this was actually based off of a previous Music Marketing Monday newsletter where I was, I was calculating how much does Spotify or how much does streaming services pay music artists, but I turned it into a video and walk you through my thought process. So if you want to check that out, look at the show notes and check it out. And I hope to see you over there on the YouTube side. So thank you very much for listening. My name is Andrew Southworth. This is Music Marketing Monday. 
Make sure to head to musicmarketingmoney.com and join over 9,000 9, other music artists, managers, and labels getting actionable music marketing advice every single Monday morning. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Bye.